Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, hello, hello. It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where every single week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. Now, that might be the mission of the nonprofit that you're working at, or if you're a nonprofit consultant, the many different missions of the nonprofits that you work with. And today's episode is definitely for you nonprofit consultants, you freelance grant writers, all of those of you who work with nonprofits. Of course, if you're at a nonprofit, this is also something good to listen to as well, because I know that maybe one day down the road, you may think about retiring or transferring jobs or just doing something different, maybe starting a side hustle or full-time hustle or a full-time position, or um, hiring nonprofit consultants. So it's always good to listen to these episodes, too, that are directed more towards nonprofit consultants and freelance grant writers, um, as that can help benefit you as well. Before we get to our podcast today, I just want to give a shout-out to some of the reviews that we're getting on the podcast. Um, So definitely, I'm getting a lot of different reviews coming in. I just want to make sure that I'm sharing them with you guys. Um, as well. So I love that Tamika says, thank you for sharing seven tips um, for grant writing. And um, I love Susan for Justice says, information on steroids. There is so much to learn on this podcast. I appreciate the in-depth teachings. Thank you so much, Susan for Justice. And then we have Shooting for the Stars 44. Holly brings a perfect mixture of technical expertise on grant writing, but also a deeper understanding of the overall fundraising platform nonprofit leaders need to develop. Really enjoyed being on her show, and I'm equally excited about having her on mine. Yay! <laughs> love that. And then RS Cot 11 said, love being a part of this super necessary and much needed podcast. Love what you're doing for the nonprofit community. For all those listening first time or long time, do not be scared of budgeting. Roll up your sleeves and take the time to do this to give your organization a roadmap. Awesome. Love this so much. So thank you guys for leaving reviews out on the Grant Writing and Funding podcast. Um, And it really does help other people find the show and to see what it's about. So if you're listening now and you haven't left a review yet, please do me a favor and just take one minute of your time to leave a review on iTunes. All right, guys. So and other things coming on, a word from our sponsor, Grant Writing and Funding. We have an excellent free training coming up on June 14th, 2022 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you are listening to this and you are a freelance grant writer, nonprofit consultant, and you're looking for more nonprofit leads and you're really wondering where to find them because maybe you're hearing crickets on getting leads for clients, um, definitely come to this free one-hour training on June 14th. It's going to be live virtually, but I will be doing it live online. And you will definitely have, you'll learn a lot. I've done this once before, this specific webinar, and people absolutely loved it. You also walk away with a workbook where you can actually take your notes and it guides you through the five places to find 10 leads at each place. So you end up with 50 leads at the end. 
So if you definitely want to join that um, free training, once again, please just go over to grantwritingandfunding.com and click on free training and it will be there. Of course, if you're listening this to this podcast episode and it's past June 14th, that will be taken down by then. But you can definitely sign up for our free Hub Haven, which has immediate You can tap into tons of different resources for free immediately, um, and then I can keep you updated on when our free trainings are. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this podcast episode today because it really is something that I've had a lot of questions on and I wanted to point out. So the question is, how much do freelance grant writers make, right? Um, And this is one of those questions and definitely um, it's actually kind of a loaded question. That's maybe not the right question. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of point out what questions you actually might be asking, um, but kind of using that one <laughs> instead. So for all of today's show notes, please go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash two two two. Yes, that's easy to memorize, right? Two two two. So today is our two hundredth and twenty second episode. So definitely grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash two 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 to get more of the show notes. So let's look at what this question is. Once again, how much do freelance grant writers make? And before I just drop a number and then sign off for today, it's really not that simple. The thing is, is that freelance grant writers can make as much money as they really want to make. No, I'm not trying to be cheeky, but it's true. So really, maybe the better question underneath this one is, how much money can I make as a freelance grant writer? Which brings us to another layer underneath that question. How much can I charge as a freelance grant writer, right? So you see how all these questions are related. So the thing is, the answers to these questions are not cookie cutter and they're not set in stone. I know you didn't want to hear that. I know you just want to hear a number dropped. But the thing is, is it depends. So let's kind of break down what these different, um, you know, kind of the different ingredients that go into this are. So here are some things to consider when wanting to know how much you can make as a freelance grant writer. Number one, what is your grant writing experience? If you have been a grant writer for several years and are comfortable with grant writing, you're probably gonna be charging a lot more than someone who is starting from scratch. And that's true for anything, right? When you have more experience, you can showcase testimonials from your clients, the number of grants secured, the different kinds of grants secured, Um, the different types of nonprofits that you've worked with, grants that maybe you've reviewed if you've been a grant reviewer, the number of years that you've been writing grants, and so much more. And of course, with experience, you know, it does, it brings a different leveling of your pricing. But even if you have taken just one grant writing course and are just getting experience now, you can also charge for your services too. You won't, you might not be charging as much until you develop more of a portfolio, just like anything else, but ways to overcome this newbie grant writing position, kind of like, well, how can I charge without the experience, et cetera? One way is to actually partner with more seasoned grant writers uh, to review your work and give you feedback. So maybe you partner with somebody who has been doing it for quite a while. So you could subcontract them out, right, when you get a client, and you could have them review your work and, and that sort of thing. In that case, feel free to charge more as you will get those seasoned eyes on your grant awards. This is a great opportunity to also have a mentor and develop your grant writing skills while also increasing your grant writing credibility. 
But as far as number one, once again, how much you can charge and how much you can make really does de depend um, on one piece, your grant writing experience. The next thing um, is number two, geography. If you are working with local nonprofits, then it is probably important to know what market rates are for consultants in your area. You can usually find out this information by checking out local Department of Labor wages, um, and you can find that on government websites, or reaching out to other consultants and asking them what their rates are. Some consultants may want to keep their pricing private, but it's worth developing relationships with other consultants anyways, and I'm not talking about just grant writers or just nonprofit clients, but service industry consultants, lawyers, bookke bookkeepers, etc., right? Because you can also refer work out to them, and they know that you're a grant writer, a nonprofit consultant, and can refer work over to you. Um, and in this way, you can kind of find out what are these general service rates going for. And they're also just great relationships to develop. But many of you, geography may not play such a big um, piece into your pricing because you're doing it online. So, um, I mean, even way back in 2006, when I was doing, when I was working for a virtual grant writing company, um, way before when it was like popular to do so, we'd have, we ha didn't have any clients locally. All of our clients were national or international. They were not in our area. And so we'd have clients in LA, a client in Alaska, a client in Georgia, a client everywhere, right? Um, so it was really interesting to say that you don't necessarily have to price then based on geography because your geographical area is so open, right? So in that way, you can look online with what other virtual consultants are charging. However, I just wanna say that doing that, there's a bit of a red flag, okay? Because I've done that before. I've looked, what is the market research for virtual grant writers? You know, done all that research, right? But what I found is that it's all over the map. $25 to $150 per hour to $250 per hour. It's, it's everywhere, right? So it's really hard to compare that sometimes um, to what you need to charge. So sometimes it's nice just to kind of see what's out there to inspire you maybe to raise your rates. But at the same time, we can look at these other indicators that I'm going to talk about next to help you really understand what that hourly rate is. But you can make money, right? That's the thing. People are charging for the services. So geography can play a role, but not always if you are virtual based and you have clients from everywhere. All right, so that leads us to number three, types of services you deliver. All right, so Writing foundation grants and federal grants are two different ball games. Now, even if you charge hourly, which I hope you start shifting away from and do more packages, but even if you do, your hourly rate could be exactly the same for a foundation and federal grant. I'm not saying that, but the number of hours that you put into each of those things is very different, all right? So a foundation grant of two pages will not be the same price as writing a 50-page federal grant application. And it's also not gonna take you the same amount of time, right? Um, so therefore, it is important to know what type of grant writing you will be doing. Some grant writers I know, all they wanna do is uh, write foundation grants. They don't even wanna step into federal grants. And then there's other uh, grant writers I work with where they're like, no, federal grants is where it's at. The foundation grants, you know, I'm not interested. So, and some of them like a mix, right? 
they write two foundation grants and one federal grant for a client or something like that, right? So they like to mix it up. Um, so it really does depend on you. But if you think about it, you can still make the same amount of money uh, on these services, absolutely. But you may have a different number of clients then. For example, if you charge $2,000 to write a two-page foundation application and $12,000 to write a federal grant application, then you would need six foundation grants to make the same as writing one federal grant, right? So you can definitely look and see maybe you need fewer clients if you're writing federal grants um, or you may need to write more foundation grants foundation grants, not necessarily more clients, but five foundation grants or six foundation grants to every one federal grant, right, for that same client to make the same amount of money. So it really does kind of depend on what services you are delivering, on what you're making. So I'm not just saying to make more money, go write federal grants. It really depends on what you want to do, right? Um, and it might actually take you way less time to write six foundation grants than just writing one federal grant. So there's that too. It really depends on what your rhythm is, what you like to do, what your expertise is in, um, what kind of clients you want to serve, and so much more. But that is one thing to consider and how much you make. Number four, here's my favorite value issues around pricing. Really, this is a confidence thing. Really, this is the main thing that it all comes down to, honestly. Um, and we all have different emotions and values around money and especially around making money. And research definitely shows that women compared to men struggle with charging what they are really worth. So that's definitely another thing. And that's why I say um, be careful when you're just looking at what market rates are, because if we're looking at 67 percent. Um, of grant writers are women and more women have um, a ten, you know, a challenge to actually charge what they're worth. And if they're putting prices out there and you say, okay, she's only charging $25 an hour, so that's what I should charge. But what if that girl that, you know, that lady that put that $25 uh, per hour price online, what if she's having trauma? What if she's not charging what she's worth, right? And that kind of just like makes the cycle keep going if you then grab onto that and say, okay, that's the lowest price. I should start there. Um, so that's not always wise. And that's just why I say just do watch out for that. This one you really need to come back to and say, how confident am, am I in my pricing? Do I have trauma around pricing? Am I suffering from imposter syndrome when I do pricing? You know, if I put something out there and I think, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. They would never, they would never pay me $50 an hour, let's just say, right? To, to write grants, like, oh my gosh. I, and how, you know, I just don't feel like they're going to do that. And then you start like listing out and then you start throwing in all these benefits and perks and discounts and da, da, da. And when you, even before you even show them the price, right, the nonprofit, and then the nonprofit comes back to you and they don't even bat an eye and they're like, hmm, you don't really charge that much. So, I mean, there's a lot of that. And of course, you're going to get some nonprofits who are like, oh, you, why don't you just do it for free? And it's like, no, don't do it for free, right? <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother podcast. But this does come down to a slew of different reasons, with most being, you know, a lot of women, all women, right, all, and men, are born into this patriarchal system where we're kind of accustomed to being biased towards other women and not maybe hiring them or not paying them as much. So that is something to spotlight and to really think about when you're doing your prices as a woman. 
some of the manifestations that come with this issue of not having confidence to price what you're worth. So these are things that I want you guys to really think about right now, especially you women out there, to think about, Does do any of these resonate with me? All right, so one, not feeling confident enough to price what you're worth, thinking, will people really pay it? You know, like, and I've even, I've gone through that. So I, I know how to talk about this because I've gone through these things too. And, and like at night and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not able to sleep. And what do they give this price? And then they say, no, how am I going to get more? How am I actually going to get clients? And do I have to do all these discounts? Da, 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 da. Which leads us to number two, giving way too many discounts. Okay. Are you constantly giving discounts all the time, even before they ask for a discount? Do you just throw it in there just so you can feel like, you know, Sure, this is what I, I know I'm valued at $100 an hour, but I know they won't pay, and this is before you even have a conversation with them, so you go ahead and give them a discount, okay? So are you, are, do you resonate with that? Or maybe giving away the kitchen sink of all the deliverables you do into your proposal. You're like trying to convince yourself that you're worth that much, so you add a whole bunch of things in there um, that honestly will just take so much of your time. The final thing that I want to ask you if you resonate with is once you give your price and you know that it's really not what you should be charging, but you're comfortable with it at the moment and then you submit it and then your stomach drops and you think, oh my gosh, I hope they don't hire me because I did not charge enough. So if you (laughs) feel that way, and oh man, I have done that so many times in the past, like I I know what that feels like to think, okay, I just want to, I want to get the client. But as soon as you think, oh my gosh, now if I get this client, I'm not going to show up 100% because I'm not charging what I'm worth. Like I am, I'm just going to be so busy now. And now I can't actually go after other clients because I have this, this one VIP, but really I'm not charging enough. So if you resonate with any of those things, then really think about what you need to do as far as what your confidence level needs to be with increasing your confidence, right, in your pricing. Um, Because if you're listening to this, how much do freelance grant writers make, right? This is our topic today. And you're thinking, well, what do they only make $10,000 here or $100,000 a year? Whatever your limit is, right? Really, they can make as much as they want, right? And it doesn't mean necessarily you have to work harder. Sometimes it just means you need to raise your rates to increase your income. Um, And most women actually do need to raise their rates from what I've seen in consulting. Um, And immediately that's going to raise their quality of life. One other thing I wanted to mention in this is that a lot of times you're going to see if you do the market research, so I'm kind of going back to that too, is if you see online up to $150 an hour. $150 an hour is kind of the cap I've seen in a lot of places that kind of publish these these prices, right? Um, as if it's the holy grail of pricing. But that does not need to be your glass ceiling. Remember, raise your rates appropriately. If you have so much experience and every year you can raise your rates because every year your experience is increasing. Every year you're getting more grants. Every year you're, you're growing, right? So why do you have to reach a certain threshold and then just stop raising your rates? There's no point to that. Um, people will pay for quality work. All right, which leads us to our next thing, number five, as far as how much do freelance grant writers make and how much can you make specifically, is to know what your rates are, you also have to understand what your goals are. 
right? So if you're thinking, well, how much do they make? It's like, well, it depends, right? And that's why it goes back to it depends. Some people who are freelance grant writers or nonprofit consultants, they're working full time. They have a team of 10 people or so. Um, they have an office they rent out, right? They're going to be aggressively making a lot more money because they have a lot more expenses. And then you have other people who are like, you know what? I just want to do this as a side hustle. I want to save up for a trip. Um, you know, maybe when I retire, I just want a little extra income and I just want to do something meaningful with my time. They're, they may not be working like they may be working like a tenth of the time, right? Um, so they may not make as much and that's okay for them because that's what their goals are, right? So it's far as far as like, you can make this. It's like, well, if that's not what your goal is, if your goal isn't to make a million dollars a year and to work X amount of money and to have to manage X number of people, you know, that might not be where you're at. And that is fine. That is absolutely okay. Me, myself as a single mom, I don't want to be working every single weekend, right? Like, I don't want to be working at nights all the time and da da da, da. Like, they're, they're, you know, and it's fine if I don't make like that whatever, right? that, that whatever number that you just throw in someone's head. Like you have to figure out what your number is based on what your life goals are and your lifestyle is. And that's fine. And, and the other thing too is it's not always about working harder to make more money, right? Um, but if you are a service-based consultant writing grants for nonprofits, um, then, you know, having more of the right types of clients can improve your overall bottom line. But if you have passive income and products and other things, you actually don't need to work more, right? Because you're doing products versus only services. And that's a whole other podcast as well. Um, and that's where I found a more comfortable transition and going into. Let's go ahead and bring it back. If you're doing this as a full-time business, even if you're doing this as a, as a side hustle, here are some things that you need to think about incorporating into that uh, price that you put out there for clients. Because you might just think, oh, I was working as a grant writer at a nonprofit and I made $25 an hour. So as soon as I start my business, that's what I'm gonna charge. But the thing is, is you can't charge <laughs> the same as the salary from you know a, a, a regular job. And the reason is, is because they also have other benefits at a job that you will not have as a consultant that you need to build into your business, which means that is built into your pricing structure, all right? So here are some things that you need to consider um, that are expenses that you need to incorporate into your pricing. Taxes, retirement, health insurance, all your personal bills, i.e. your salary, profit, office space, even in your home, you can deduct this. Um, percentage of space, internet, phone, any type of communications, gas mileage, travel, etc. Especially if you're going and doing trainings at nonprofits, online software and apps. This is actually where you're going to spend a large percentage of your expenses as a consultant. Um, computer, printer, office supplies, training and association fees, any type of learning, um, professional learning certificates, etc. Consultants, virtual assistants, or employees, so if you are going to hire people, bookkeeper, professional services, etc., and anything else for business success. 
So these are all things that you need to incorporate and think about how do I you know, pay for these? It's through what you charge, right? So your old hourly rate from a J-O-B just will not be the same as your consultancy hourly rate. There is so much more that goes into this. So why would businesses hire a consultant that's going to pay more or charge more hourly than a than a employee? Well, it's a totally different thing. I mean, there's such a there's such a benefit for nonprofits to hire a consultant because they don't have to think about consistent cash flow. I mean, even if that that employee may only be getting $25 an hour and you as a consultant are getting $100 an hour, you may not be working 40 hours a week, you know, 52 weeks out of the year where they have to pay for your vacation and all of that and office space and computers and da 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 da, right? So, don't freak out thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is so much more than an hourly rate." Yeah, it's going to be and that's okay and nonprofits will understand that um, when you can spell out those benefits okay that you offer so how much can you make as a freelance grant writer well it really depends on so let's just kind of summarize this up real quick what goals do you have are you geographically based what type of grant writing experience do you have or can leverage what types of grant writing services are you going to offer or do you offer how much confidence do you have in pricing your rights? And how much do you want to work and then associated expenses to integrate into your pricing? Freelance grant writers make anywhere from a side hustle income to save up for a trip all the way to a seven figure plus business and anywhere in between. As a grant writing coach and mentor, I've seen all the different income levels. What holds most freelance grant writers back though from making more money is their confidence in pricing. It's none of these other things. <laughs> it's not about geography, experience, and none of that. It's about confidence um, and building that up. Once a freelance grant writer starts to improve their confidence, especially in our mentorship program that we have at Grant Writing and Funding, they really start charging more and they start getting clients that pay more. For example, a side hustle consultant might make way more than a full-time grant writer if the side hustler is more confident in their pricing and has more experience. So you don't necessarily have to only make more of your full-time. One of the best things is when I've seen um, a freelance grant writing mentee in the mentorship program double or triple the rates and then secure a nonprofit client that happily pays their rates. And my favorite thing to hear is, I was so nervous showing them my new rate, but they didn't even ask any questions and just paid the rate. Now I have more confidence and I'm getting ideal clients. I've heard that so many times and I love that because it is really about the confidence, but you know, how do you get that confidence, right? It's through things like our mentorship program where you have consistent people being there to support you, answer those hard questions, say, you know, saying, hey, can you look over my pricing structure? I just gotta, I'm gonna put this bid in and I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna put a proposal in and I just need some eyes on it. Um, getting feedback and getting a sounding board and getting people to help you out is all the difference in the world. So, Remember, you can make whatever you set your mind to in being a freelance grant writer, but do consider the things that we talked about today to help you really understand what you want to make and you know what your lifestyle is and then what things you can incorporate into making that price that you desire. All right, so um, once again, we do have our free training coming up and we do have our mentorship program opening up mid-year. <laughs> so yeah, so we did talk about some things in our mentorship today because this is one thing we only um, open 
once or twice a year. So um, I've done it. I've done a mid-year open, just a short one for the last two years. But otherwise, it's you're working with the same group of people throughout the year. So except mid-year, we have a few more people that come in. So if you want to be one of those few people that comes in, do check out grantwritingandfunding.com and click on our mentorship program. The doors are open. Um, you're definitely going to want to come in, get involved, see what we have going on. And for the rest of the year, you're going to have um, six months of support for you in your freelance grant writing journey, your nonprofit consultancy journey. Um, really, really important to, for you to have that community, the consistent training. We meet twice a month um, and you have your own group as well that you can get uh, feedback from, etc., and so much more. So it's really, really worth it to come in and get that support. So do check over at grantwritingandfunding.com and click on mentorship and also come and join our free training, how to get 50 nonprofit clients in one hour on June 14th. Uh, definitely click up for that free register or the free training as well. All right, guys, I will see you next week as we have some, uh, we have a, a great guest coming on the podcast show. All right, see you later. Bye-bye.